In Rock, we've got singer Vince Neil on the phone, ready to talk about being kicked out of Motley Crue. As you may recall, Motley Crue announced last week that it had parted company with its lead singer Vince Neil after 11 years and six albums together. This is Crewcast, a podcast all about the most infamous band in rock history, Motley Crue. Your resident crew head, Jason, here with you. Thanks for listening. Please hit that subscribe button if you have yet to do so wherever you're listening to the podcast. And uh, hey, tell a friend. That's how we continue to spread and grow. And give us a follow on social media at Crewcast on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Some responses to some questions that I post up. If you listen on Spotify, I'll put out a question or a poll, and you can reply there. And I asked, what Motley Crue song do you think is Mick Mars' best playing? Emily said, Too Fast for Love and Wild Side. Your Mom Love. What a great name. Your Mom Love. Uh, I think the best guitar solo, in my opinion, is probably Tonight, We Need Another Lover, uh, from the album Theater of Pain. It's my all-time favorite, but all of Mick's solos are good. This is true. I, you know, the more you listen to this podcast, you're just going to figure out that I just think Mick Mars is one of the greatest things since sliced bread. And, uh, you know, it's hard to refute. The guy's a brilliant guitar player. I also asked previously, uh, Dr. Feelgood or Shout at the Devil, which album do you like more? And uh, it seems that, uh, according to the poll, uh, 79% said Dr. Feelgood. And I could see why. That's uh, really that, that band, right? It's the the album for the band that sits atop of everything. And uh, I put up that poll for the Dr. Feelgood versus Shout at the Devil um, album versus album that I did with uh, my co-host at times, Brandon, from the All Damn Night Podcast Network. So, again, if you listen on Spotify, I throw a lot of stuff up there questions polls stuff like that maybe what you guys want to hear for the the upcoming episodes and everything else so uh great way to listen great way to interact all right so this week's episode is all about vince neal did he get fired or did he leave the band well let's flash back guys to uh, 1992 at this point motley Crue sold hundreds of millions of records toured the globe Amazing great songs, crazy concerts, the backstage antics, uh, which we'll get into more of that stuff as the podcast progresses. Uh, members having their troubled lives, uh, alcohol and drug abuse, violent incidences, so much going on. And the bandmates, of course, fought with each other as well. And uh, there came a time, 1992, when the band members were supposedly fed up with Vince Neil's attitude and decided to fire him. At least that's what he says. Whereas the other guys say he quit because he wanted to focus on racing. Let's jump back to a little bit of uh, MTV news. Vince Neil actually jumping on and talking about it, as well as the band it, just in 1990 saying they were unified. Vince Neil on the phone, ready to talk about being kicked out of Motley Crue. As you may recall, Motley Crue announced last week that it had parted company with its lead singer Vince Neil after 11 years and six albums together. The reason the band gave for this unexpected split was that, quote, race car driving has become a priority in Neil's life, and that because of this, the rest of the group felt that Neil, quote, did not share their determination and passion for music. Once upon a time, the members of Motley Crue felt somewhat different about each other, as they made clear in an interview we did with them back in May of 1990. And talk about four opposite type of people. You know, you, would, you couldn't plan four more different type of people. And it's, it's hilarious, you know, that 10 years later, we're like this. 
I couldn't even imagine playing with somebody else. You know, I'd rather just call it quits. If the day ever comes we stop making albums, yeah, you'll be able to like run into us all in the corner somewhere when we're 90 and we'll all still be hanging out together. Well, I guess you're going to have to. Vince Neil's sudden parting of the ways with his Motley Crue bandmate leaves Electra Records, the group's label, with an interesting situation on its hands, having, as it did, recently re-signed Motley Crue to a multi-album recording deal rumored to be worth as much as $35 million. Find out what Neil's departure means to this deal and what the real reasons behind the breakup are. We've got Vince Neil on the telephone right now. Let's see what he has to say. Are you there, Vince? Yeah, I sure am. Hey, Kurt. It's, is, the, uh, is this pretty much uh, true, what they're saying, that you just developed a sudden passion for auto racing and uh, lost, lost it for music, or what's really going on? Yeah, no, that's absolutely wrong. Um, you know, I've been involved in, in racing for like the last seven years, and um, it's been a hobby of mine. And just like, you know, everybody has hobbies. But, um, you know, I, I did not leave Motley Crue. I, you know, I was fired. And, um, you know, music has always been the number one thing in my life, and that's, that's all there's ever been. Um, well, was, this a sudden thing, or was, it, was this a sudden thing, this firing, or was it something sort of long-time you know brewing? It happened like out of the blue. I mean, we were rehearsing, uh, writing new songs for, for, for the album, and uh, it just came as a complete shock to me. Um, you know, I was, you know, I, the one thing is that I, I really didn't like the way the music was heading into. Um, and so, you know, maybe I didn't have the, the enthusiasm for the new music, but, uh, you know, I don't think it was a reason to be fired over it. Um, anytime I, I, I wanted uh, I wanted to say something about the music, I was always just shut down right away. And, and uh, uh, you know, I guess they just thought that uh, it was time to, to go on and, and look for a new singer. What is, it, what is this? Uh, this seems like it would mean something pretty serious for this record deal you just, uh, this re-signing you just did with Elektra. Is it going to queer that whole deal, or what do you think? Yeah, you know what? I really don't know. I really have no idea. I know that, uh, that Motley Crue will go on. Um, as I've heard it now, they're they're auditioning new singers, mm -hmm. and um, so I, I I don't know where it is legally, but uh, contractually, I, I think that if they just go on as Motley Crue, they'll still be uh, electrical still honor the contract. But I really don't know. What are you going to do yourself? Have you planned that yet? Yeah, actually, I'm I'm really jazzed about uh, starting a solo career, mm -hmm. and um, um, all my buddies from from all kinds of other bands, you know, are like, hey, dude, man, you know, want to play on your record and and it's just great. I think, you know, I think things happen for a reason. And uh, I think just this might be just like the best thing right now for, you know, for both of us. I feel really sorry, you know, really sad for the fans because I mean, Motley Crue, I think, was one of the greatest bands there ever was. And uh, uh, it's really sad to not be part of it anymore. But, um, you know, it really wasn't my decision. Okay. Well, you, you say they were doing kind, the kind of music that you sort of didn't like. But they're not trying to do a Paul Abdul record or anything. Well, like that. Getting close. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Forward <laughs> to. Okay. Thanks for joining us here and explaining that. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Crew about Vince Neil's departure from the band, but so far all interview requests have been denied. Ooh. So interesting stuff there, <laughs> Paula Abdul record. Fuck, that would have been terrible. Great, terrible. Uh, could you imagine Motley Crue doing, you know, straight up now? Tell me or whatever it was. Well, of course, uh, you know, both bands did progress right after that. Um, you know, it was such a bummer because Decade Decadence was out. So many cool songs on there. Vince Neil had just appeared in Adventures of Ford Fairlane as Bobby Black. He was doing some auto racing, but it's a thing he had done for a while. And supposedly Vince Neil claimed that uh, the band was going in a more blues direction. And that's the band 
direction that they wanted to go, but Vince Neil stated that, you know, hey, I'm, we're not a blues band, we're a rock band. Plus, at this time, things were starting to hit with the grunge scene, so music was changing overnight. Like, it was so rapid. If you weren't alive at that time, you don't even understand the shift in culture that happened because of the change of music. And, you know, it affected me because a lot of my favorite bands just ceased to exist. And, of course, when Motley Crue broke up, man, I was bummed. So Vince Neil, of course, goes on to do solo stuff. Motley Crue continues. They bring in scream singer John Karabi, killer voice, very talented dude. And they do put out a phenomenal album. Back again to that argument, was it a Motley Crue album? I mean, we saw some of the most brilliant playing and writing from the members of Motley Crue when John Karabi was in there. If you didn't catch in the uh, Mick Mars podcast last week, he says that that album was his Beatles White Album, essentially. Which it's hard to refute that. It really is a great album, but as far as being a, Vin- or a Motley Crue album, eh, I don't know. So anyways, Vince Neil parts company. As we know, he goes on to do some solo stuff. The uh, song, first single that you hear from uh, Vince Neil, You're Invited But Your Friend Can't Come, Encino Man soundtrack. Cool song, fun, great time. It also features his new band and Billy Idol's former guitarist, Steve Stevens. And uh, it was a really a cool tune. It was a fun album. But with Vince Neil, of course, uh, departing, Motley Crue having that new Elektra Records deal, where does Vince Neil go? Well, Warner Brothers Records, leaving Elektra. He was quoted as saying, if I had stayed there, I might have been second best to Motley Crue. But Elektra also didn't want to give me the money I wanted, so he moved along. Vince Neil went on to do two solo albums at that time, before 1997, and uh, Vince says, you know, with the change in the music scene going on right now, there's a lot of bands giving political opinions, and uh, I never believed in that. I've always looked at rock music as an escape route, but if you're singing about politics, social issues, there's no escape from reality. And Vince Neil had a pretty good solo career going. He even landed the opening spot for Van Halen on their summer tour, which he was really excited about, but it was a little unsettling. He said it's like starting a new career, dealing with all those insecurities, but he felt that he could deal with it, and he did. And he went out and was an opening act for years after headlining with Motley Crue. He did admit there's less pressure because you don't have to carry a whole show. He said it'll be strange, but he'll adjust. Uh, Even though there's more unraveling thoughts that he had about the time, he said, I know there's a possibility the album won't be stellar, but I don't want to think about it. He said, I drive myself crazy worrying. I just want to go out, put on a good rock show, play some good rock tunes, and bring fans a good time that they can escape from their reality for a little while. So, of course, it continued. Motley Crue moved along with John Karabi, put out the Motley Crue album, March of 1994, the self-titled album. It dropped in the top ten on the Billboard charts at number seven, but it was considered a commercial failure. It prompted a lot of criticism, a lot of negative comments from fans. I had some trouble getting my head around the album at first as well. Guys, you don't understand with the Motley Crue album with John Karabi, I go back and I enjoy the shit out of it now, but it took me a good maybe eight years before I really started to like the album and give it another chance. Like I was one of those people like, what the fuck? Really? 
no Vince Neil, and uh, it had nothing to do with John Karabi. It's just the, you know Motley Crue found its way into my heart when I was a pretty young kid. So it's kind of those things, and I you know that I was stuck on. Uh, anyways. John Karabi eventually agreed with fans, and he suggested the band should bring Vince Neil back because there's no way they can replace him as a figure and as a voice, and there's no one like him. So uh, this is what John Karabi said in a 1993 interview. But uh, he said, uh, my record was the first record that they had done that didn't go platinum, didn't make some sort of crazy noise, and everybody panicked. At that point, it's when John Karabi had walked in and, and uh, seen that there was some interesting stuff going on uh, with the band, probably around 1996, 97. There were some lawyers, some different people at a meeting, and John was pretty much out. Well, Vince Neil had done two solo albums at this point, two moderate success, Exposed in 1993 and then Carved in Stone in 1995. So around comes 1997. They decide to leave their egos at the door, and after that, they release Generation Swine, which debuted at number four. Pretty good spot. And it was a really interesting bind that Motley Crue was in because they had an advance from Elektra Records, I believe, as I recall, it was $10 million. And if Motley Crue didn't go platinum with this album, they would eventually have to pay it all back to Elektra Records. Well, they succeeded. Went platinum and uh, had a pretty moderate success going out doing tours again. Of course, that revamped sound for Shout at the Devil and some electronic influence flown into the album really kind of shoved in there. The thing I didn't like about that album, if you go back and listen to me break down my favorite Motley Crue albums, least favorite to most favorite when I talk about Generation Swine, was Scott Humphreys, the producer. On this album, he had worked a lot with Rob Zombie, interjecting a lot of electronic sounds and feels and vibes and stuff were great for Rob Zombie. But he wasn't huge on guitar playing. And Mick Mars even quoted in The Dirt that he said, you know, Scott wasn't big on it, that he really wanted to tell me how to play guitar. And he just wasn't having it. So I did what the album dictated and kind of kept my mouth shut. Which, for me, made it not as big of one of my Motley Crue songs, because the songs are solid. You could have had a little bit more Mick Mars in there, for my taste. So, Motley Crue did get back at that time, and things kept rolling. I did not like the way the music was going. And anytime I, I like, would say to anybody about the music, I was pretty much shut out. And, um, you know, because we were rehearsing with, uh, with more, more backup singers... And, uh, and a keyboard player that everybody wanted to take on the road and I'm like no this isn't this isn't like this isn't what what people like about Motley Crue and um, you know Nicky's decided he wanted to write physical graffiti and you know you don't write physical graffiti and I, I so I I was just having like you know my little differences and one day I got to rehearsal and I said well you know I'm not comfortable with these songs this is really isn't what Motley's all about and uh, they said, well, we're thinking about getting a new singer then. And I go, oh, well, you know, that's your prerogative. You know, if that's what you guys want to do, then, you know, there's three against against one. So with that said, three against one, did Vince Neil quit or was Vince Neil fired? It could really be left up to b- debate forever. Uh, but no matter what, 
Vince Neal is back. Motley Crue going to hit the road this summer. The stadium tour, of course, with Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett. It's going to be a great time. I should be seeing them in San Francisco. Where are you guys going to be seeing them? And, uh, hey, leave a comment if you are listening on Spotify. I got a poll up there. Was Vince Neal fired? Did he quit the band? Or the third answer, who really cares? He's back, and it's still great to have Motley Crue being Motley Crue. Well, guys, I appreciate you listening to another crew cast. Again, don't forget to hit subscribe. Uh, again, don't forget to hit subscribe if this is your first time listening to Crewcast. And uh, spread the word. Tell a fellow Motley Crew fan that Crewcast is out there. Give a follow on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. The handle is Crewcast. Find us there and uh, let me know if you guys got any suggestions for upcoming episodes. On that note, crew heads are best. Fuck the rest. <laughs>